A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode where we're going to be talking with Paul Kelly, a gentleman from my hometown in Nottingham, England. And, you know, we're going to be talking about the, uh, you know, wanting to change the world and, uh, yeah, creating a better world. And it's a question of how. You may recall there's been three previous episodes around this. This is the the fourth of the the mini-series, the fourth and final of the mini-series, and we're going to focus in on the W of the how, the wealth angle. So without further ado, uh, PK, very warm welcome to you, sir. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, listeners. I hope we're all safe and well. So how? Health, others and wealth. And as I said there, we're focusing on the wealth. What do I mean, just on that simple six letter word? Wealth, what does that mean to you in very basic terms? To a lot of people, wealth uh, has monetary connotations. And that, to me, is wealth in its simplistic form. Um, For me, it has far deeper meaning um, because we can have emotional wealth. We can have spiritual wealth as well as financial wealth monetary wealth and I think it's important that we have a combination of all three in order to have a a happy and successful life Hmm. so is there am I being too simplistic to suggest is there one that we should focus on more than any other you know or is it a balance how does that all play out I think it's all about Life's all about getting everything in balance. Lots of people will chase the pound note, will chase the dollar to the detriment of other things in their life. It might be their partner. It might be their health. But I think life is all about getting everything in balance. Mm, Okay. How do we do that then, PK? For me, it's about having a good structure, a good routine. Over the last 18 months, I have changed my whole outlook on so many different things. But one thing I haven't done is not had a routine. For me, it's all about getting into a routine that creates enough time, space for you to operate at your highest level. Um, What I mean by that is, If you know you want to achieve um, lots of different things and you want to do projects and you want to run a business, you're going to need a lot of time. Now, lots of us will say, yes, I want to do this, this and this and this and this, but we don't plan it. We don't have a structure. We don't have a regular routine where, okay, my, my working day starts at half past five. I need to start at half past five to create enough time to exercise to meditate, to plan my day, to respond to emails, 
to arrange my Zoom calls, to arrange my business meetings. It works for me. And to me, it's all about setting the initial structure in place to enable ourselves to operate at our best level. Mm. So other, if I'm hearing you correctly, other than the money angle that you've referred to, there's, there's also a question of mindset then where uh, wealth is concerned, isn't there? There's, you know, it's not about money, as you've alluded to, but this mindset, we hear this word, this seven letter word banded around mindset, the importance of mindset. If I'm hearing you correctly there, Peaky, that really does come into play here, doesn't it? For me, mindset is everything. Everything rela relates to is affected by my mindset. If I've got a positive mindset, and I see every day as a positive challenge, I can create a positive vibe that will attract the right sort of people and go, he's a bit of a go-getter. Oh, I want to work with him. He's, he looks like he's going places. And to me, it's about never wanting to stand still, always about wanting growth. And I think by having the growth mindset where whereby things might not be easy, but you're ready for the challenge, good things will start to happen. They will start to fall into place. Yeah. So what else, what else contributes? You know, I think, you know, it's so easy just to get bogged down on, you know, as you said, not to labor the point, but this, you know, this whole thing around wealth, um, being around money, it's so easy. We're kind of conditioned to that, aren't we? You know, how do we create that balance? What is this? You know, how do we raise our awareness of the other pertinent things? You know, I think we've got to we've got to assess where we're currently at and where we want to be at all times. We've got to, on a daily, weekly basis, assess our, our general health, assess our stress levels, assess how assess how much of a balance we are getting in our everyday life. Are we giving ourselves enough time to think things through clearly? Are we having some rest and relaxation time? Because we can't do everything every single day. We've got to, again, we're going to go back to that word balance. We've got to do everything in a balanced way. Otherwise, we're going to get tired. We're going to get stressed when things don't go our way. We're not going to be operating at our best level for as long as we possibly can. And that's what we need to do if we need to accumulate or want to accumulate this monetary wealth. We need to be open, available to all opportunities at any given time and be able to deliver our best performances at any given time. Mm. So we've mentioned mindset, we've mentioned money. There's a couple of M's there. I'm just wondering, I don't know. I know how the mind works. It tends to create these... Um, these mental mind maps, you know, we work in the three M's or like with my values, the five L's. And it's just a simple, you know, mind hack trick to help us remember. I'm just wondering, PK, with mindset and money, two M's, is it possibly a third M? For me, and what is becoming a more important of the three M's for me, is meditation. If you just spoke to me 18 months ago about this word, I'd have been going, oh, I'm not really sure about this. But the more I get into it, the more I see its benefit. Um, meditation for me is having the ability 
to separate all the different things that are going on in your life. Some might be clutter, some might be um, little irritations, that setbacks that you occur, that you encounter. Meditation is having that ability to shut them all down, create some inner brain space, and then go again. Mm. And the more I get into meditation, the more I can see that I can do this in any given environment. I can be next to a building site and I can shut everything off. I can regulate my breathing. I can start to refocus, gather my thoughts and re-energize and be ready for the next challenge. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, well, one of the comments, not probably not so much now, but I've certainly consistently heard over a long period of time is, oh, I, I can't meditate there's too much noise going off in my head. I can't concentrate, but that's not, it's not about concentrating, is it? It's, I mean, it offers all the benefits you've just alluded to, but it's, it's just about trying to be, and, and observing those thoughts and actually almost imagining yourself watching all this noise and this chaos and this chatter in your mind and, and kind of, yeah, well, just watching it, just observing it. And rather than, you know, being in the middle of it and let it dominate and bully you, just, okay, yeah, so this is going off in my mind, is it? And, oh, and there's another thought, there's another distraction. Because I think when we first start out, PK, this was certainly my case, and and it's been very consistent with, you know, countless other people I've spoken to, that comment of, well, I can't, I can't concentrate. But there is no need to concentrate. That's the whole point, isn't it? It's just there is no concentration needed. Just let it be. It is what it is. I think for me, I was one of those people who was, there's no way I can possibly do this. It's too noisy. But now it's like that's going on around me. I'm just breathing. I'm letting it happen because it's not happening to me. It's happening around me. I'm in my zone where I'm relaxing. I am letting it happen all around me. I'm listening to it. I'm aware of it, but it's not affecting me because I'm in my bubble where I'm just taking my deep breaths and relaxing. I'm having my thought processes, but I'm not getting carried away in them. And that's what meditation is so good at. You can just relax in the moment. doesn't matter where you are. Once you've got that ability, you can just switch it on when you need it. And I'm just finding it truly amazing. I'm hoping that other people will find it as amazing too. Yeah. And I tell you what, listeners, let's just for say, I don't know, one minute, because the valley part of, well, I'd say the valley part, that was all very valley, but the, the key part is around the breathing. Let's just take one minute to do an exercise and that, you know, wherever you are in the world, whatever's happening, if you don't do it now because you're driving or, or whatever it is, but just focus on that breathing. So let's, for those that are able, let's just do that as a one minute exercise where you do, no matter what is going through your mind, noise, clutter, just focus on that breathing. Don't try and control it. You know, don't, a lot of, um, and there is a, a meditation style that is, a, you know, where we do count the rest. This is not one of them. Just let, you know, if you want to breathe, breathe fast, then breathe fast or slow or whatever. Don't try and control it. Just be very, 
very natural. So let's try that for one minute, starting now. I don't know how that felt, PK. I want to introduce a word here now, um, and listeners, that I think as humans we struggle with, and that word is silence. What's been your experience when we talk about the wealth of life, PK? How has silence impacted that? Because it's a very, very, very underestimated, powerful tool to come to get to know silence. We're not comfortable with it as human beings, are we, generally? For me, I've, I love <laughs> I love silence. Um, I love the peace and quiet. It might be from my upbringing with my grandma, where there was lots of quiet time. But for me, I think it's essential to just create that, that quiet time where you can just reflect or even not even think. Just, just be still. Um, I often I liken things to water and being on the ocean. I think there's a great tranquility when water is still and calm. And I think if you can create that in your mind, even for 10, 15 minutes a day, it just gives you that, that space that you need to just go, actually, I've stopped the world for 10 minutes because I needed to get off. I needed to refocus. I need to re-energize. And I think just having that quiet time in your life every single day, it just promotes good well-being. It does, but that doesn't address what I've said, PK. Most people stroke probably ever are uncomfortable with silence, aren't they? The the awkward silence, the silent pause in a conversation. Most people want to be doing, hearing, listening, be active. Um and I think it's, sometimes that's a nervous energy. They want answers all the time. They're not, they haven't got that awareness that a bit of quiet time and a bit of patience is what's missing from their lives. We're, we're conditioned to being on the go, do, 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 chasing that pound, chasing that dollar, chasing that next promotion. And if we took a bit more time 
and space, we'd actually perform better at our interview, write a better CV. Um, we don't seem to want to give ourselves time, quiet time. It's almost, we've, we're told to do everything now, everything's got to be instantly by society. And I think that's impacting on people's health. I really do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Is it fair to say, PK, that, um, you know, one of the things to make as inverted commas wealthy would be to achieve personal freedom? You know, for me, that were those two words, personal freedom, equate to monumental wealth. Would you agree with that? Definitely. I think once you've got personal freedom, when you're at peace with yourself, you feel almost invincible. You know that whatever you do is going to be great because you're in your zone and you feel great. You feel fantastic. You look fantastic and you attract fantastic people. And you, the feeling of inner peace or personal freedom is something that money cannot buy. Um, it's, it's invaluable to be in that headspace where you just feel totally free, totally calm. Nothing can phase you because you're in, you're almost in control of your own world and your own destiny. Yeah. So there's, um, there's an author, um, Dom, Dom Miguel Ruiz, wrote, um, wrote a fascinating book called The Four Agreements. Are you aware of that, PK? The Four Agreements, wow. Dom Ruiz. So The Four Agreements, listeners. Do you want to start us off on any one of those four, PK? Right, the first agreement, say only what you mean. Be impeccable with your words. Make sure you have clarity in what you say to people because your words are your main form of communication with people. And it's important that you get your message across in a clear and concise way and in a positive way. So if I want to encourage somebody to do well in something, it's important that I use positive self-talk towards them, that I'm encouraging them so that they're, we're in tune with what we're saying. They understand the message that I'm trying to convey, but they are feeling good about themselves whilst I'm encouraging them. Mm. Um, it's important that if they feel a little bit down on themselves, um, that I show them the good things that they've done and I highlight where they're improving rather than saying, well, that wasn't very good. Six out of five is not 12. You know that's stupid. You can't say words like stupid to people. It destroys their self-confidence. And ultimately, when we're trying to work in partnership with someone or trying to coach somebody, we want to be raising their self-confidence from whatever level we're starting off from. Yeah. So what about the second one then? Don't take anything personally. That's a bit more challenging, isn't it? As humans, we, uh, we yeah, again, a bit like the silence thing. 
And I'm generalising now, listeners, but I think we find that quite challenging when somebody's having a dig and we don't, you know, to not take it personally, um, depending, you know, where we're at in our lives, can be quite a stroke, very challenging. Any thoughts around that, PK? Don't take things personally. For me, that's where our ego can come into, into place. If somebody says to me, PK, that was rubbish, I'm going to like, excuse me. Um, but if they elaborate and say that was rubbish because, then I can I can take a step back and go actually, they are they are challenging me. They are challenging me in a in a way where I need to be challenged. But I think it's very easy for people to take things personally because it's a direct it's a direct. Um, almost confrontation when they say, oh, that was, that was useless. They're actually targeting you and it can affect our ego more than anything else. Mm. Yeah. Third one, don't make assumptions. Now this is a big one. This really is a big one. Yeah. Again, I'm not defending anything, but isn't it a natural human tendency to make assumptions you know, how many, I use the cliche, one and one make six, because that's what an assumption is. We think we know what the uh, what the situation is. And what's interesting about that, listeners, is our assumption of what's happening in the first place is often skewed. And then what we put to, on the back of that is often skewed. So you've kind of got a double skewer, if you will. I don't know if you use such a word as a double skewer. But what I'm saying is the error of what we see in the first place, compounded by the error of what our mind thinks it's going to end up, is classic one-on-one make six, which, you know, is, is, is an assumption. And that leads us on a daily stroke, momentarily basis, down so many dark avenues, doesn't it? I think for me, when people start to make assumptions, they are going in very dangerous ground that, depending on their, their mindset at the, that particular moment in time, can lead to lots of very bad things, including overthinking, lead to depression, lead to thoughts of things that they create things that aren't actually there. Um, if I create an assumption that everybody with pink hair was bad, then, and I spread that message around to other people and people believe me because I'm a, a believable kind of person, then all of a sudden, every pink person that my group or the people who are following me saw, they would automatically assume they were all bad without any knowledge or, or any factual based information that people with pink hair are bad. Um, the For me, if you start making assumptions about people, it is so dangerous, um, but people do. Mm, absolutely. And then the final one, which some might say is a bit obvious. I don't know if it is obvious, that's not for me to judge, but always do your best. I was always taught to always do my best from a very early age. And it is, I, I believe it has stood me in good stead. Um, I can see how 
when our mindset is perhaps more negative, then people can go the opposite way. Rather than doing their best, they can start to self-destruct. But I think that's where we need we need our friends, we need our supporters, uh, the people who genuinely care about us to encourage us, to get us back on the right path, to always do, do our best. I think if we're not doing our best, usually it's because we're not feeling well, we're not healthy, we're not looking after ourselves, or we're going through a difficult time. And I think that's where we need to ask for help. And I think once we ask for help, we can be encouraged to get on the right track to start doing our best again. It's not always easy to do our best, but I think when we recognise, when we've got that awareness that things aren't going well, it's important that we ask for help. It's important that we do these little things, that we meditate, that we exercise, that we eat, eat enough food, that we drink enough water, that we go back to basics. We go back to the little simple things, the little building blocks of life that help us re-energise. Mm. So obviously, as has already been alluded to, listeners, this is the uh, the last of the four. Uh, we had a first one around setting the scene, a general overview of how. And then on the first, on the second one, sorry, we, we jumped into the health aspect. On the third one, we went into the others, brackets, relationship. Excuse me for one moment. <coughs> and then on this one, obviously, we're bringing everything together with the wealth aspect. So my question to you yet again, PK, is this a question of balance between the how is one more important than the other? Is health the most important? Are relationships the most important? Is wealth the most important? How does it all play out? For me, the health must come first. And essentially, it's our own personal health that must come first before we even can be in a healthy relationship with somebody else before we can strive for financial reward and success. We've got to look after our health first. Too many people will chase that pound, will chase that dollar to the detriment of their health and their relationship. And they will end up without a healthy relationship in poor health. And once they're in poor health, they won't actually achieve the monetary success that they were striving so hard for. They worked too hard and they made themselves ill and they destroyed their relationship as well at the same time. So for me, it's got to be about balance, but it starts with our health first. And I think that very, very nicely sums up the how of creating a better world. That's, yeah, that's an overview of all three. Listeners, I hope you found that useful. PK, I just want to invite you in at this stage to share your contact details, how people can reach out, find out, you know, more about you, the work you do, etc. I can be contacted at www.paul-kelly.com. Very short and simple. And as I say, listeners, I really do hope you've you've benefited from, you know, if you've just got one glimmer from any of the four episodes, just one glimmer, one insight, one eureka moment, anything, um, then surely that's made it worthwhile because I know we spend so much time. We talk about personal freedom. Well, one of the big barriers to personal freedom is we get so 
entrenched and confused with all this clutter around, oh, well, life. The, the old cliche is life gets in the way. And, and I can understand that. It's about stepping outside of that, that observation. And that's where, you know, what we spoke about earlier on, meditation is priceless to separate us. So, uh, PK, I want to thank you immensely, sir, for being part of this mini-series of four as we've danced around the subject of creating a better world and how. So thank you very much indeed. It's been my pleasure, and I hope the listeners managed to glean something from it too. And all that remains now, listeners, is for me to sign off by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond?